Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, and the other two are just along for the ride. Nick, say hi. Hello. And we are joined by Rockies prospect Braxton Fulford. What up, big dog? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good. We're doing all right. Doing all right. Um, so you are back in Spokane after Eugene, and I will say I was super stoked that I actually got to watch you play as well as the rest of the Indians. <laughs> I think it was our first time that we were able to see you guys televised. Um, with that being said, how stoked was your mom? Uh, great. Um, yeah, this is actually the first time she got to come out and watch me this season. Oh, um, she, oh she came out in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, which is funny because she hasn't been able to see me on any of the live streams because they're not live streamed at many of the fields out in this league. But, uh, yeah, she was actually there in person. <laughs> yeah, ironic. Yeah. Uh, that's that's cool, though. Um, so I, I was looking at the Instagrams and stuff. Like, how cool – so how would you rate Oregon's campus compared to Texas Tech's campus as you guys spent mm. some time out there? Because Eugene Emeralds played their games at the at the ball field on Oregon's campus. So yeah. and it's completely, completely OK to throw some shade right now. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, like Oregon's got a great, um, great athletic facilities all around. I got to go see the. Uh, the track stadium, um, track town, I don't know what they call it, but the track stadium's ridiculous. Um, and just every stadium they have is really top tier. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, Texas Tech might not be able to match them in every sport, but I know our football, our baseball, our basketball is definitely going to um, match them or even be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I can't, I can't knock Texas Tech. We got some great facilities out there and uh doing some good things did it take you back at all playing on a college field like was that kind of does that mean anything yeah, was that kind of weird i hadn't played on a turf field since college so being able to play on turf again was fun um you can you can you know use the turf to bounce the ball mm. i haven't been able to do that since college it's just fun to do sometimes you know <laughs> gives you a little bit of uh little bit more range i'd say we had our shortstop out of Amador mm -hmm. making some plays you know deep in the six hole and you know bouncing a ball across the infield um so it adds a little another dynamic to the game yeah i could see that that's that's fun were you were you able to gun anybody do a nice little skip throw no, I didn't skip any to throw anybody out, but I, I definitely tried it a few times in between innings. <laughs> Got to have fun with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So you, I mean, just speaking of competitive baseball, you grew up in Texas where everything's just a little bit different when it comes to high school sports and stuff. Um, Speaking as a Nebraskan myself, it's just definitely not the same. What was it like uh, playing baseball, high school baseball in Texas as you were growing up, as you were kind of doing your thing? Yeah. Um, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, which many people not might not know, but it's, it's pretty secluded from a lot of other big cities. Mm -hmm. um, so growing up, you know, I played around Lubbock and uh, played on some travel ball teams around there. But, um, you know, the real, the competition you're talking about happens a lot more in the Dallas area and the Houston area you know, East Texas, okay, which is where 
I eventually ended up going to play every weekend. Once I got to, you know, middle school and high school, I'd have to drive across the state to go play where the good competition was. Um, but you're right. The competition in that area is just insane. There's so many people, so many kids. So obviously you're going to have better competition and, uh, so many athletes that come out of there. Do you have any like solid memories of like, I guess what, how do I want to ask this? Like as, as you're growing up and going through those competitions and seeing the difference between Lubbock and in Dallas, was there any of like a, Oh crap moment? Like, okay, this is that next level up. Like, this is what I want to do where I want to be at. Did you ever have that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, probably around like 14 or 15 was when I was seriously going to, you know, traveling every weekend to Dallas, you know, trying to play in leagues on the weekend or um, tournaments. And you'd come across some kids like, I'm pretty sure I saw Dustin May at one point. Um, uh, uh, there was, there's had to be numerous other that are big leaguers right now. They're around my age with their big leaguers right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different level of talent that, you know, you come across. Um, Grayson Rodriguez, for example. Okay. I played with him on uh, a travel ball team, Heston Kerstad. Um, so, like, you're exposed to guys that just have, you know, innate ability that you're not going to find in small towns necessarily. Mm-hmm. But they're gathered in, you know, a large concentration. And I, I'd say that's more of, more of the thing that was shocking is you, you just come across some athletes that are a step above others. And, uh, you know, you, you watch those guys play and you kind of notice like how they make it look so easy. And you realize like, I got to make it look easy. I got to get better at this because that's, that's how a professional, that's how a big leaguer looks. So um, just being exposed to, you know, the best players, of our generation, I think was important um, because some of those guys were around the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're seeing that like, like you're athletic and you're definitely top of tier. And then you're seeing these other guys just kind of show up like, okay, so that's, that's that next level. And then I'm sure you mm-hmm. see it now with some of the guys that you're playing with and playing against. All right. That's that next level. And you're having a hell of a season already. So it's like, is that just kind of what kind of pushes you and like makes that fire inside kind of ignite? Yeah, hundred percent. Like all, everybody that plays um, at this level is, is a competitor. You know, we want to win. We want to be the best. Um, and it's like a double-edged sword. You, you want to compare yourself to everybody else, but you gotta, you can't beat yourself up at the mm-hmm. same time. But um, yeah, like, I'm constantly watching the guys that are the best, the Adley Rutschmans, the, you know, whoever else and seeing how they're going about their, their day-to-day business. And then kind of like noticing what I might be doing differently and how I might be falling short and then working to get better to, you know, be as good as I can be, be, be as good as Adley Rutschman. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's how we get better. It's ultimately, you know, taking notes from those guys that are succeeding and, you know, that are the best of the best. Yeah. You have to definitely keep working on that. And so I guess with that piece, like you have many coaches and you have gone through all of that kind of stuff. 
how do you how do you go about doing that? Um, we hear some guys like we do they do a lot on their own. They do a lot from the team. They do a lot from the Rockies organization, telling them what to do, kind of guiding them what to do, not telling them. Um, is that like is that you like looking at the film, looking at Adley is like, oh, I'm like you're you're a smart enough ball player, I'm sure. Like, all right, he's doing this with his pop time pop up and. Like, are you like analyzing it like that? Or is like somebody, are you sitting down with somebody, some coaches that like look at that to take you to that next level? I guess just what does that next, going to that next level, that behind the scenes stuff look like for a Braxton Fulford? Yeah, so you, I feel like you're always going to have, as long as you're playing, you're going to have coaches that are going to be pushing you. Um, we have some really great, um, you know, catching minds in the Rockies organization. And we definitely sit down, uh, we watch video, um, we talk about d ways that I can get better. Um, for example, like there's a whole new wave of knee down setups for catchers. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I've been working on a whole lot this season, trying to get comfortable with, um, you know, trying to implement that in, into my game because there's there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, if you look at the numbers, there's been some some studies on the knee down setups versus traditional, um, and just being able to sit down with my coaches and realize that this this could help my game improve, um, that is definitely beneficial. But then there's also the the part of it to where, like myself, like I gotta want to be better, and you know when I'm just lounging around, hanging out. Am I am I paying attention to like the MLB games? Am I am I watching these guys play every day? Um, so I think there's two two sides to it. You know, you're always gonna have your coaches helping you out, but like you you also need to take the initiative yourself and mm -hmm. you know watch them play and um, you can't you can't rely solely on your coaches. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a nice yin and yang with that. For sure. And and. and I mean, with what you just said, like, are you able to even enjoy baseball, like watching baseball, like as a fan anymore? Or are you, are you constantly analyzing like? Yeah, actually, I am. Um, I think I enjoy okay, it more good. nowadays. Good. Uh, it's kind of funny. Growing up, I always played sports and I definitely always played baseball, but I never watched baseball. It's kind of funny. Like yeah. MLB, college baseball, I never watched it. I just wanted to be the one playing. I wanted to be playing basketball, football, whatever it was with my friends. Nowadays, I'm, I'm playing professional baseball, and I'm way more in tune to the major leagues. Um, I actually started playing MLB The Show this year. Nice. Just because it's, you know, you are in the game in a sense. Um, you're playing with different players. You're getting to know different players. And I think it's actually beneficial for a catcher just being able to throw with different pitchers and, you know, pitch sequencing and all this different stuff. So it is a video game, but at the same time, it is helping me as mm -hmm. a catcher. And I, I do enjoy it, actually. Um, it's kind of – people have said that before, like, oh, you you come home and you play the show. Do you not get enough baseball? <laughs> but um, at this point in my life, no, I, I enjoy it like a 24-7 thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fun to hear. Like as a fan, as we, I mean, we see you guys grind and we, and we know there's a fine line between giving yourself some time and space and giving yourself me time, so to speak. 
and then constantly working like as fans i think sometimes we get lost in like what you're not working 24 7 at your craft like what are you doing taking an actual off day and i think that 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 narrative is kind of going away over this last past few years but it's it's good to like hear you say that a professional athlete say like yeah i actually give myself time i play video games i'm still learning getting something out of it but i'm still giving myself that time because like i know me in my own personal career and all the stuff I have to deal with. Like if I don't take 30 minutes before I go get the kids, before I'm coming home, like with all the stuff I deal with at, at my job, like I, I'm not going to be that best dad that my kids need. So I need to take that time. And like, there's just that, that reset. And I think it's super important in whatever you do. And so like, it's, it's very refreshing to hear you say, yeah, I take that time. I mean, it's, you're still learning from it, but like video games are fun, right? Like, no, no doubt. You, there's definitely a time for, uh, you know, just to get away from the game. We get off days on Mondays, and um, I think it's so important to take your rest. You know, some sometimes I'm tempted to want go golf or something. Um, yeah. But I've found that it's just more beneficial to be lazy for a day, um, give my body a rest, give my mind a rest. Yeah, you definitely got to have that reset. So. I was, that was one of our questions. It's like, what does an off day look like for you? Um, are you, are you, are you getting into the fly fishing yet? Are you going out with Braden Ward and trying to find some streams and uh, catching something? I haven't yet, but we have talked about it for sure. Multiple times. Um, I don't know if he's gotten his rods yet. He was telling me he was having his rods brought up here. Or something like that okay. but i definitely want to fly fish i love uh fishing for a uh, largemouth bass back home um but i've never fly fished in my life so that's definitely on my bucket list yeah all the guys that we've talked to that have done it like aaron shunk got really into it um one off season and like he's just like that's my off day it's very chocolate chart uh charlie blackman-esque yeah like that he has his off day and he's going fly fishing I don't know if he's found it down in Albuquerque as much as he was finding it up in Spokane or Hartford. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have, I have yet to dabble myself, but it would be fun. It'd be fun to get out there. Um, yeah. Going back to college. So grow, I grew up in Nebraska. The CWS was a big deal for us. Um, we'd always make our way to Omaha. It was always fun to be there as a fan. What was those experiences like for you? in 1819 freshman sophomore first taste like what was that um first of all they're huge growing experiences my uh my freshman year uh i was it was a huge learning experience um primarily because i was playing a couple times a week uh the first half of the season and then about halfway through the season i was the everyday guy um catching every day um I was hitting really poorly my freshman year, but I was I was the guy behind the plate and I was doing a great job behind the plate. And so I was catching in the World Series as a freshman and it was a huge um, opportunity for me to grow mentally because, um, you know, as a catcher, you have such a big job defensively and you really have to separate like your defensive priorities and your offensive priorities I was hitting horribly my team's in the college world series and like 
I'm not the guy that's okay with hitting horribly. Like I want to, I want to rake. I want to be the guy swinging the bat well, but I had to separate those two, you know, do my best at the plate, but that wasn't happening at the time. And I, I still had to be there for my team and be the best I could behind the plate. Not to mention I'm playing in front of 20,000 fans or whatever it was as a 18 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's just a huge growing experience. Um, something that's been great for me personally. Um, and then the next year, 2019 was, uh, was a lot different. I was, I was swinging about, well, I think I was hitting like 400 in the postseason. Um, so I was, it was kind of a contrasting experience. I, I was able to, you know, help my team offensively and defensively that season. And, you know, both were amazing experiences and I learned a lot from both of the years and, um, you know, super grateful for it. That's such a, such a cool experience in general. Yeah, it really is. It's like, as a fan, it was always fun to be out in the bleachers. I never sat anywhere, but the bleachers left field, right field, just the the bleacher creatures (laughs) in a sense. It was always a blast. Um, But like, so the CWS it's, I mean, you played at Texas tech, which is probably one of the better Midwest baseball towns, baseball stadiums that there are. Um, what does it, what, like, how does that compare like playing in front of fans in Lubbock against like a Texas Longhorns rivalry w- weekend and going to the CWS where you're just in that big Rosenblatt stadium? Nope. Not Rosenblatt anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't know what it's called, but I want to say, yeah, say Rosenblatt's Warner Park. Old one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, playing at Texas Tech, there's definitely some super regionals and regional games that were were comparable to the College World Series, but definitely not to the level. Um, I know my freshman year, we we had the opening night game against Florida. Um, stands were packed. I don't know how much that place holds, like 20, 25,000 people. Um, and we won the game. One of the best experiences of my life, you know. Um, I think Florida was ranked number one at the time. Mm-hmm. They were the favorite. Um, Texas Tech, we would have probably 6,000 fans, 7,000 fans, something like that. Um, and they're all local people. Me, I'm from Lubbock, so that's that's just a special experience on a, a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to play in front of my hometown and, and win at that. Um, so, you know, College World Series was – a lot more people, probably a little bit more nerves, but um, Texas Tech definitely got some good crowds going. How did you hone that in? How did you hone in that nerves? Like, again, 18-year-old, struggling at the plate, knew what you had to do defensively and all that, like, stuff. Like, is there – how do you how do you get your mind right for those kind of moments? Yeah, um, you know – I would have to say I'm a Christian. Um, I definitely pray before every game. Um, So, you know, bringing that in um, in times where, you know, my heart might be beating really fast, definitely calms me down a little bit, breathing, and then just trusting that, you know, I have the ability to, uh, to, to play well. And, you know, there's a reason I'm on the field with with everyone else, Um, you know, experience, helps out with that a lot. Like I said, being a freshman in that situation really helped me grow because 
you know, I haven't been in a situation like that since. So every time I'm in a big game, I'm like, you know, I've been here. Take a deep breath and I'm good. Um, you know, hopefully one day I'm playing in, you know, game seven of the World Series and it's a bigger situation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the moment, that's been the biggest game I've played in. Yeah. Yeah, that self-belief is a huge piece of it and like taking yourself, bringing yourself back to back to the ground and like just understanding who you are, where you're at and like, yeah, you got this. It's such a big thing. We were talking to exactly. doing Darnell about that a lot. Like he kind of grew into that this over this last year and a half, this third year in professional sports is like, okay, I was just dominating. Then I felt some adversity is like, okay, I got to get back to my roots. I got to get back to, I am good. I can do this i gotta just find it again and he's dominating right now in hartford so there is that huge piece of just believing who you are and what you're capable of and just going 100 percent with it it's such a big deal um yeah sure love that love that do you remember facing carl kaufman and jeff criswell in 2018 yeah, uh, not not criswell i remember kaufman because I don't know what happened the first at bat. He got me out, whether it was a strikeout, ground out, something like that. Um, and then I remember specifically the next at bat, he was he had been attacking me in with his sinker. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second at bat, I'm like, all right, I know what you're going to throw. I go up to the plate. I get my pitch, and I hit it off the left center field wall. I think it hits – it had, like, the numbers 380, and it hit 380, like, dead on. If it was a foot higher, it went out. Yeah. Thing. Um, but that is that is the best experience or my best memory from the college world series and i've I've talked to him about it actually yeah um multiple times <laughs> did so. he re- did he remember it as clearly as you did not as clearly but i think <laughs> he remembered it yeah <laughs> yeah we asked him about the cws um when we talked to him about a year ago and he same kind of stuff like just in awe of the moment and just being able to start that game one was pretty big for him and then yeah. here we are a year later and you're talking about taking him <laughs> to deep left. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, and then last college question, then we'll get to some other stuff. Um, again, friend of the pod, Zach Kakaska. Do you remember playing K-State, some, some of those Big 12 battles against Zach down there? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Zach and I, we played together pretty every year in pro ball, so – we're good buddies, and uh, we we always go back and forth about Tech versus K State. I'm pretty sure K State beat us in the series a couple of weeks ago, actually. So we were just talking about it, but um, yeah, it seems like every time K State plays Texas Tech, they play they play really well, and uh, they give Tech a, a run for their money. And that's how it was when we were in college as well. You know, they were always swinging the bat well, and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't an easy series. But yeah, we're always talking about those. <laughs> yeah, I'm for me personally right now loving these kind of connections um, with some of the guys that we've talked to with where we are right now. It's just, yeah, it's just, it is. It's baseball, and it's like you think it's like this huge thing, but yet somehow you all are facing each other, and you're all here now, and yeah, it just, keeps getting smaller and smaller. Right, right. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, let's get into the draft here. So. Getting drafted 2021, sixth round by the Rockies there. I think it was like 170 overall and that kind of stuff. Um, what was that day like for you? Um, 
what was the build up to that draft? Because I think they were still doing it. Was it just one day, two days? Nick might know. Three. Or three. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Three, three days. Yeah. Three days in, in yeah. 21. Okay. Still three days. Yeah. So, like, what was that build up to that point like for you? Um, well, I'll start in 2020. I was I was the fringe guy in the 2020. I had a really rough short season in 2020. Um, didn't really show any reason I needed to be drafted. And I think I was another, I was in the sixth round again, something like that. But obviously there was only five rounds in 2020. So that was tough. Um, motivated me a lot. Mm-hmm. Coming back into 2021, had a good season. And, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to play professional baseball. Um, I didn't really know too much about what was going to happen with the draft or, uh, you know, anything like that. You know, I had a little bit of an idea, but I wasn't worried about it too much. I had an agent that was going to take care of me. So, um, yeah, I went to the draft combine. That was a really cool experience. Got to talk to a lot of teams, meet a lot of guys. Um, and then pretty much on draft day, it was just a, a day full of nerves. I honestly hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst day ever until I got picked. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders and uh, just ready to go play after that. Because, I mean, after you got drafted, it was probably, what, a month or so before you went down to the ACL? Yeah. Um, something like that, two weeks to a month. Um, I got to go to Denver first, which was amazing experience. Okay. Um, got to uh, go to a game out there and, you know, do a few things. And then we went to Arizona and started playing um, mm-hmm. the complex. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Rockies always have the, the, the draft picks that went out to Coors for a, a series or two. It's always kind of cool how they take care of you guys before like send you off yeah. to acl or wherever you're going to go next it's, it's always fun to watch um so we're like on that day like were you watching like each pick or was the tv off were you doing your normal routine yeah. i had my uh my immediate family and we were kind of sitting around the couch you know um ordered dinner or whatever and um just kind of watching the draft and seeing seeing who's going i had teammates going i had other guys that I knew that were getting picked and whatnot and, you know, mm. texting other buddies back and forth. Like, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Yeah. It was an interesting day just cause you know, majority of my friends are baseball players and we're around the same age. So um, there's a lot of chatter between friends and uh, just waiting to get picked. Um, and once you do, it's it was just a great feeling. Yeah. But yeah, like like you said, the weight of the world coming off your shoulders, and when that moment's going down, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. It's got it. That that had to have been a childhood dream, right? Like getting like that draft point, right? Like getting to that point. Yeah, I, I uh, baseball has been a big part of my family growing up. Um, my uncle played college college ball um, at Texas Tech, actually, and uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid playing little league. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Getting that. Yeah. That's gotta be so cool. Um, yeah. So then Arizona fall league, then you had the off season, then you were in Fresno for the full season last year. 
had a pretty pretty solid season, right? Ended at 829 OPS, 15 home runs, 17 uh, doubles. Uh, what was what was that biggest difference between college ball and that professional ball, um, especially in a park like Chicansey Park, which is such a, such a sweet stadium? Um, but like just the overall difference between the two games, like on the field, off the field. Um, I would have to say just, you know, you're kind of you're getting rid of the school aspect of things and you're putting more games in place of that. And, uh, you know, you, you really will get exposed um, if you're not in the areas that you're not prepared. You know, you got to be mentally and physically prepared um, for the season. It's a long season. Um, it's, it's emotionally draining at times. You know, when you're having rough patches, you got to realize that it's a long season and you just got to keep going, bringing your best effort and attitude every day. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, because it's it's uh, six days a week. It's it's almost nonstop. So you gotta be you gotta be on your p's and q's and taking care of yourself mentally and physically to last the whole season. Whereas in college, right. you know, you play three games a week, maybe a couple midweeks, maybe not, and uh, you know, you you have a lot more rest. It seems like, especially for me, um, towards the end of last season and now this season, I've been catching five games a week, which in college would never happen. Um, so I really got to take care of my body. And that's why I was saying like the off day, mm-hmm. I just gotta, I gotta be lazy. I gotta take care of my body and get off my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise it's going to catch up to me. Yeah. Like, what does that, what does that midweek off day look like for you? Like, are you doing anything? Are you, I mean, you probably have your like normal routine, but like, are you squatting? Are you catching anybody? Are you doing any bullpen stuff or like, yeah. Uh, the midweek off day, I'm I'm definitely catching some bullpens, um, but I'm I'm trying to do as little as possible. Yeah, you know I'm I'm lobbing the ball back to the pitcher, <laughs> trying to take it easy on my arm. Um, I'm sitting back there in the most comfortable position I can. Um, I'm trying to save my body as much as I can, but I still yeah. have uh, things I need to do on that off day. Right. Yeah. Do catchers' arms get tired? Um, yes. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the arm because, you know, your legs are a huge part of throwing. So just in general, just all of it, you're going to get tired and yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> I've always just wondered that like they, they throw it back 150 times a game. Like, why aren't we talking about their arms? Like what, why, <laughs> why isn't there more conversation about this? But yeah, yeah, the full body, like the toll you all take. Yeah. If you do you remember like the first time you got your bell rung or like the worst time you got your bell rung like just like maybe I should go play first base? Uh, this is gonna sound bad, but I guess I've been catching for so long that I will get hit by a ball on the arm and it, or take one off the helmet and like I'm good, I'm good. Like I've I've just been hit so many times. Like <laughs> it. I mean, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get hit with a ball and it's really going to hurt. But... <laughs> not a jinx, not a jinx. Yeah, I feel like I've I've taken enough uh, hits to, uh, you know, be able to deal with the pain. Yeah. I mean, like you said Sounds earlier, bad, but 
No, like you said earlier, experience is the best teacher, right? Like you, you're experiencing what it's like to get hit. So yeah, you're, you're just, it's just is what it is. Just part of the game. Like, like we hear everybody say like catchers are just a different breed. They're just built just, just a different kind of toughness. And I think, I think that's okay. Just don't get yeah. hurt. Just I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now. No, I don't, I don't, I, we don't need that bad voodoo. Yeah. Go in. Um, no, no. Especially with the season you're having right now. Like is, is everything, there's no way it is, but I'm going to say it like it is. So you can correct me. Is everything just a little bit easier the second time, the second season going on? Like, cause you're that Northwest league player of the week had to feel pretty good coming out of the gates, especially after spring training, the Arizona fall league that you had. And then you come out of the gates and the Northwest league is arguably one of the harder leagues to hit in when it's April, because it's rainy, it's cold, it's terrible weather. Um, nothing's easy about being up there and you're having the start that you have been having. Um, like just, is that, is it that experience that you had that full season coming into it or just, what would you account to I, success to? I would have to say just, um, you know, some of the things that I learned last year um, I've been able to bring into this season and apply, especially at the plate. Um, and, you know, trusting my approach and, you know, essentially that's all it is, is just taking the things that I experienced and I learned last year that I had success with and bringing them into this season. So, yeah, I'd say second year around it has been easier because I learned a lot last year but I know that the next levels there's going to be more to learn and more I'm gonna to have to adapt to mm-hmm. um, so yeah just being ready for it when it when it shows up um, exactly what about like the pitchers like you I mean you've worked a little bit now with Jared candy which I'm a huge fan of just the dog on the, on the, on the mound. Um, you got Victor Juarez, the, the young kid from Mexico, who's a stud. You had, you pitched with him last year. Um, what's, uh, what's, what's it like catching these guys? And obviously I'll say Hughes and Jaden Hill. Um, but like, what's it kind of like catching all of those different types of pitchers? Um, well, first of all, I'll say that I think our staff in Spokane is one of the, the best staffs around. I mean, you can look look around at every one of those guys and you see potential for a, 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 a long-time big leaguer. Um, but I guess we can start with, like, Candy. You know, he's just – him and Juarez, to me, are very similar pitchers. Um, albeit Candy is a lot stronger at the moment, a lot more mature. Um, therefore, he has a little bit more velocity. But, you know, they, they pitch in a lot of the same ways, and that's why they have success. You know, they're able to command their fastball, their slider, the curveball, and their changeup. And at this level, especially, that's really going to give hitters a really tough time. Even in the mm-hmm. big leagues, you know, if you can command four pitches, yeah. hitters are going to have a tough time. Um, and that's why they, each of them have success. Um, and it's really exciting and really, it's really fun for me behind the plate when a guy can do that. And I can have an actual game plan and, you know, expose the hitters because my pitcher can do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, kind of going back to what you were just talking about, you know, you come from, you know, not Texas, but it's, you know, you go, you know, college to now you're catching guys, you know, 
like Juarez, Mexico, you know, you have your American kids, you have, you know, Venezuelan, you know, how do you adapt to something like that? Because I, I, you know, Texas, it's a very diverse state, but, you know, now you're, you're kind of working with, you know, I don't know how best to explain it, but you're kind of working with, you know, different kinds of people, I guess, I guess would be the right term, you know, learning, yeah. you know, to catch like that. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we all are good friends. We don't all speak the same language, but, you know, I have a, you know, a very simple level of understanding of Spanish and I can speak the simplest level of Spanish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they're the same with their English, you know, so we, we get up there on the mound if we have to, if we have to talk, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my Spanish and they're talking to their English and we get the point across. But at the same time, like we're spending every day together practically and we're all good friends. Like, even though we don't, we can't speak to each other, you know, like you and I can speak together, you know, we still, we still have fun. We still joke around and we still talk to each other. So it's really not that different. You know, our cultures are a lot different and, um, you know, on some Sundays we'll hang out and we'll experience each other's cultures. I know the, the uh, Latin American guys have cooked us uh, dinner a few weeks ago. Um, so, you know, we're just, we're just baseball players. We're just guys that, you know, speak two different languages. So I wouldn't say it's that much different. That's awesome. Yeah. And then like you were saying, I was, I was kind of curious if there was like any different style in pitching coming from different cultures. Like we hear about East coast, West coast league baseball, um, small ball on the, on the West coast and the sec or power mashing, that kind of stuff. But like you said, Victor and candy are very similar pitchers and, so not quite that big difference. It's just kind of, they are who they are yeah. type thing. Um, but yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit about Hughes and Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously Hughes and Hill have probably the, the highest ceilings on the team. Um, you know, both of them can touch a hundred if they really want to. Um, I'll start with Hughes, you know, he's, he's, he's similar to candy in the, the aspect that he can, he can throw, you know, four pitches for strikes. He hasn't necessarily been able to do that consistently this season, but I saw it last season and I know it's in there. Mm -hmm. And once he, once he does that consistently, you know, you're going to see him in at course. Um, but the dude is, a uh, is an animal on the mound, um, electric arm. And then you go to Jaden Hill and it's, it's the same thing, but different. His pitches are different, right? He's, he's been up on the mound this year, throwing 96, 98 sinkers. Like that is, that is a nightmare to hit at the plate. I'll just say that. Um, he throws a changeup naturally. Um, so, you know, he's got a sinker and a changeup that are, you know, his bread and butter at the moment, his last outing, he, he was landing a slider really well. Um, and he also just came off of uh, Tommy John. So a lot of, a lot of this is, you know, developing, but the same thing with Jaden, you know, once he gets around the zone and he has pitches, he can trust, he's going to be a nightmare, um, for hitters. So for both of them, like they've had some rough, some rough outings, but I'm not worried about it at all. You know, they're going to be, you know, just fine in the long run. Yeah, like 
all all four of those guys they all have it whatever it is like you can just look at them like yeah there's something in there that's going to take them to that next level and they're going to figure it out um how hard is it to catch a 98 mile per hour sinker um it's a little bit harder for sure (laughs) um (laughs) if he's throwing it over the plate it's not that bad but um it gets tough with everybody when and you know they're they're yanking pitches or whatever, and you don't necessarily know where it's going to be. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, yeah. That's why that's why you're back there to kind of hone it in. The, exactly the the defensive guru there. Um. All right, we won't take up too much of your time. We told you about forty five minutes, so we're going to end this with some fun questions here. Uh, we always like to end it here. Um. So like you grew up in Texas, Lubbock. Uh, what was your team favorite team growing up? Uh, the Rangers. Um, I know. I think it was two thousand eight when they were. They had the back-to-back World Series runs. Um, they had Josh Hamilton. Yeah. A um, bunch of those guys. Um. So that was definitely my uh, favorite uh, MLB team growing up. I actually am a. My whole family's huge Broncos fans. Okay. Which is kind of ironic. Um, my mom was born in Denver and stuff, so throw that in there. So you got got a little Denver connection there. I mean, yeah. I would, I would, I have to ask you. Do you know who the Blake Street Bombers are? I know you. You said you didn't watch. You don't watch. You didn't watch the rock or baseball growing up and that kind of stuff. But like, any idea? Colorado Rockies trivia. Uh. Uh-uh. No. Okay. So, uh, Wait, who is it? Yeah. What so, it? um, Andres Galarraga, um, Dante Bichette, Larry Walker, Vinny Castillo, and you could. Ellis Burks should be thrown in there too, but they were just the mashers for the Rockies in the, in the nineties, just 40 bombs each. And they just, it was mile high baseball. And it was so much fun to watch, like growing up, like I've been a baseball fan, Rockies fan since 1993. Like that's been the beginning of my baseball fandom. And it's just watching those guys mash just like street bombers. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. Definitely go see some of their, highlights on youtube it's just insane just mashing especially andre scalaraga like he was so much fun to watch hit um favorite place to travel so like we talked about the importance of taking time off giving yourself some time um imagine you like to travel where's your favorite place to travel uh that you travel well, to maybe yeah this last off season i went to uh bali indonesia because my brother and his whole family uh, moved over to Thailand and lived there for about five years. And uh, we went there this off season to, uh, you know, kind of meet in Bali. Um, okay. I'll say that was a really cool experience, you know, literally halfway across the world. Um, don't know if I'll, don't know if I'll ever get to go back there, but um, I mean, that's just a place that comes to mind. Um, yeah. It's a really cool experience. Sure, it was gorgeous too. Yeah, definitely, de- definitely jealous of that. Yeah, long flights. To get yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. First one I have is draft bonus. You know, you got what was it? I have it here. Uh, Two hundred eighty thousand dollars. What did you buy? You know, what was that first big thing? You know, if you can remember that you you remember gra- uh, buying kind of. Um, I only bought one one big thing, and the rest of it went into uh, investments. But I bought a car. Um, just because I knew I was going to be driving all across the country and needing to store some stuff up in the car. So 
What, what kind I of car? Yeah. Kia Telluride. Little oh, nice. SUV that you put stuff in the back and yeah. It's not yeah. the manliest car, but it gets the job done. <laughs> I I've been eyeing those. <laughs> I, I I like that ride. That's a good, that's I, a good pick. I'd I'd prefer the Ford Raptor, you know, but that was it's a little bit much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. My other than my other one is uh you signed for tops uh for their Bowman product. Is that something you know that was you know, do you collect your own cards at all? I do. I have a a couple of my own cards. Um okay. I haven't gotten into it too much. I know I'm really good friends with Josh Young and uh I know he's been collecting all sorts of cards of guys he plays against and he's getting them to sign them. Mm. Um I think that would be cool to do one day. I haven't done that, but uh yeah. It's gotta be a cool experience too. I mean, you know, getting you know, cards for yourself, having to, you know, signing them. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually really cool just getting, getting a card of my own. It's yeah. another dream come true. Kind of like the draft. Yeah. That is, that's fun. Um, And last question, my favorite question. We always like to end it with this, your favorite baseball moment of all time for you. You're, you get to be completely hundred percent selfish and it's okay. Nobody gets to judge you. Favorite baseball moment. Uh, I have to say it was uh, in in 2019, we played a, a series at Texas Tech uh, Super Regional against Oklahoma State. Um, I had one of my best friends from high school was on Oklahoma State. Um, now Trevor Boone and uh, Tank were also on Oklahoma State team. Um, but we played a three-game series. We won the first one, lost the second one, won the third one. And it was just the best weekend of baseball back and forth there's just so many things you know the community the team mm-hmm. the guys i knew on the other team and just the whole weekend and then eventually winning coming out on top and going to omaha um just that series in general was my favorite uh baseball experience yeah that yeah that got me going like <laughs> let's let's go compete that, that's awesome yeah that sounds fun yeah just being a comp- in competition and going back and forth like no we're gonna get the final say and you did yeah, yeah that's sweet i love that uh braxton this was sweet thank you for hanging out with us thank for you. a little bit telling your story a little bit you're definitely one of our guys now so we'll promote you as much as we can and doing it the way we like to do and um just keep breaking keep doing your thing and uh we're watching man all right i appreciate you guys this is fun yeah appreciate it thanks man All right. See ya. See ya. Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.